I am Brooklyn-based psychotherapist Nikita Banks, and I am your host of the Black Therapist Podcast. The Black Therapist Podcast is the podcast where we discuss the unique issues people of color face when dealing with mental health issues and mental health diagnosis. If you would like to reach out to us for feedback or show suggestions, show topics, please feel free to contact us at blacktherapistpodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to new or past episodes on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and Google Play. If you are having trouble listening to us on your preferred platform, or if you want us to be on a platform that we're not currently on, make sure that you send us a private message on our Instagram page at Black Therapist Podcast, or you can just drop us a message or send us an email at blacktherapistpodcast.com. If you want insider tips, resources, and access to our free mental health course, make sure that you text Get Happy to 66866. And my new book, Finding Happy, Seven Steps to Relationships That Will Not Steal Your Joy, is available right now on Amazon. You can go to our website or go to our Instagram pages and click the link and purchase because we want to help you get your relationships together for 2018 and beyond. Please be mindful that this episode and all of the information that we provide here is just a resource and a tool to help get you started on your mental health journey. If you are feeling any mental health distress or you are having any significant issues, please feel free to reach out to us so that we can find you a mental health provider in your area. Okay, let's go. Let's get started. Hey guys. So, oh my gosh. I've had a wild week number, what did I say, well, the last two weeks, right? Last two weeks have kind of been um pretty good and crazy at the same time so if you're following me on my instagram page miss nikki banks m-s-n-i-k-i banks page then you probably know that over the last week i've been kind of sick i had a huge 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 meeting the other day on wednesday someone flew into new york city to see me <laughs> it's like one degree away from from i will say obama Nope, I'm already one. I'm already one degree away from from Barack Obama now, but one degree away from the other big O, which is Oprah. I cannot tell you guys what that's about yet until the contracts are signed. I will not be signing a contract with Oprah, but it's still major. And so uh, I pushed myself too much to get to this meeting because when someone flies into town to see you, you kind of want to like be ready, right? But I was sick. Like, I kind of felt something was happening in my body, but I was well enough to, like, be able to, to get up and make the meeting. Well, it turns out I've had issues with my tonsils ever since I was 12 years old. And the only time I've ever been hospitalized in my whole entire life besides having my son, thank God, knock on wood, I can say that, is I was hospitalized when I was 12 for my tonsils. And... It's kind of making me think about my dad. When I was hospitalized when I was 12 for my, my tonsils, the conversation that I had with my father was my mother, my, my mother told my aunt to tell my dad because she and him didn't have a speaking relationship, which was fine by me. But my mother told my aunt to tell my dad that I was in the hospital and my father literally, he came, like, and that wasn't usually a thing of his. 
but I guess he cared enough to come to the hospital. And as soon as he got there, instead of being like a nice little girl, hey, daddy, what's up? Like, hey, what's up, Charles? Where you been? And the, the story that he tells, I remember, I remember part of it. I remember asking him where he was and like really putting my foot in his ass um, as well as I could without cursing being 12. And, but I asked him where, why wasn't he around and why wasn't he in my life more? And as soon as he started talking about my mother, the question that I asked him was, why don't you love me more than you love, more than you hate her? Actually, what I said was, is, um, you should love me more than you hate her. And that's a profound statement for a 12 year old at that time. I don't know. Maybe I was deep. Maybe I'm, I'm thinking about giving myself too much credit now. I was always smart though. But my father, I remember him leaving pretty much after that, but he would tell me over and over again over the years that, you know, when I said that to him, it made him cry. And if you know me, then you know that's a source of pride. <laughs> it's a source of pride of making a man cry the first time. Um, like, I didn't see him cry, so I don't know if a cry actually occurred or if a cry really happened. But the fact that he tells me that story was the, the way I found out that my father loved me. Because if anybody knows my dad, most of the stories I've ever heard about my dad was, like, my dad being a badass and, like, fucking shit up and fucking people up and like lord <laughs> those are the stories that I heard about this man and so for him to want to express to me that there was something that I said to him that made him and I quote cry like a baby because I think I remember being an adult and like yeah I remember you coming to the hospital and I remember you saying you were gonna come back but why didn't you come back and he was like uh-uh I couldn't come back because you like I didn't know what you were gonna say and I didn't want to cry in front of you. And I was like, why would I make you cry? And he was like, because you did. And he's, he's told me that story multiple times. But, that, but just even the retelling of the story, even if it ain't true, right? But the retelling of the story and just him letting me know that there was something that I could do or say that evoked such emotions that were way against character for him, it was... It's the way I, I found out my father loved me. Because he didn't say I love you. But then he, he has since, in previous years, he said it. But that was the first indication that I ever got that he actually loved me. So. Like, I didn't know if he could ever do any better. But the fact that he cared mattered. I, like, just jumped right into this. Because this is not even what I wanted to say in the beginning. Um... So this is the last show before the holidays. And because I had these other things going on with me being sick, I didn't even know if I was going to be able to do a show today. So what I decided to do was to talk a little bit about what I was doing this week, what I had going on. But the tonsillitis brought up old memories. And it's it's kind of how life really is, right? Like there, there could be something that's so unrelated to anything that can trigger an old memory. But the holidays are really, really good for that. So first, a little bit of business. I went live. And let me see if I can get this right. The Dream Builders group, right? Is it Dream Builders? 
I'm Googling. Built by Tiffany, the budgetista Alice, who's a friend. And she allowed me to talk about my new course in that group. She allowed me to talk about my uh, my book in that group. And shout out to Tamara because that was the most informative session I've ever done on my book. Like I've done a few like interviews here and there, but like, I guess because I've been live in that group a few times, they got me and they get me. But Tamara really like asked me the questions that got to the meat and potatoes of what I do in the course and what I do in that book. So if you are not a part of Tiffany's uh, group, let me use Google. So I'm going to Google to make sure that I'm getting everything right. Okay, so Tiffany has a group with over ooh, about half a million women in this group. And that group is called Dream Catchers Live Richer with the Budgetista. But Tiffany also has a closed group for people who are in her Live Richer Academy and the Academy members have their own group. And then there I did a a talk recently. I've done talks in both groups, but in this group, I did a talk. The reason I'm getting into all of this is because A, if you want to hear that interview, you might want to join Live Richer Academy. Hello. Um, And go on and get your financial life. I don't know if it's one or two. A few of my talks may be in there. Definitely the last one is in there where I gave you a sneak preview of the course as well as the there's a workbook there's a workbook that I put in there that's based on the book the second thing is is I offered a deep discount to her academy members to get in our online course and so I want to offer that to you guys as well the course it it started already but there's always time to get in and what you can do is you can use the coupon code Uh oh oh you can use the coupon you can use the coupon code to have to get the same exact price which is get happy all one word is coupon code I'm gonna try to edit out the coughs but I know that a cough is gonna come I know that a dry spell or dry throat is gonna come in a moment that y'all y'all just know that I I'm trying to hold on for you guys so the holidays are upon us and I'm not feeling as anxious this year as I probably felt last year being the first year without my dad for the holidays I'm definitely not feeling that anxious in my business because as I said I've been sick since I've been sick I've just had it in my mind like I'm gonna do what I need to do and what is not priority in this moment won't get done right like I'm not gonna stress myself out about anything that doesn't need to be be done in this moment because it's not a priority for me. So what I've decided to do today was just kind of edit in the old show from last year. I'm cheating a little bit. Sorry, guys, because I don't know how long I'm going to have a voice and I, I have some important meetings tomorrow because the business does not stop and it doesn't care that you're sick um so I want to rest up and have my voice for that but I just wanted to let you guys know that if you're having issues with your family and if you're feeling anxiety 
about going home with your family for the holidays. That was why I wrote the book, Finding Happy, Seven Steps to Relationships That Will Now Steal Your Joy. Because the family that we, we are born into is not always the family that we deserve. The family we're born into is meant to teach us the lesson that we need to propel us to whom we need to be. And sometimes that challenge is one that we already have the character to rise up to, meet, and move forward and be be able to live in our greatness. And then sometimes that situation is meant to break us down to our core so that we will be able to rise up and meet the challenge and become the person that we are supposed to be. I don't believe, I don't believe that I was meant to be in any other family but my own. Of course, I wished (laughs) I had any family but my own. But for what I didn't get from my father, from what I didn't get from my mother, the universe sent me multiple mothers and it sent me multiple fathers. What I didn't get from my sister and what I didn't get, get from my brother, uh, the universe sent me multiple brothers. So I never felt like I was absent something, especially when I looked at it that way. When I realized that my job as a human being is only to do the work and allow the universe to correct itself. I knew that if I did good, good would happen to me. I knew that if I, you know, was nice to people, people would be nice to me. But the frustration came from me expecting that the nice things come from the person I did nice for and the good things p- come from the person that I did good to or good did good for. And that's not how it works. Like you have to just kind of put it out in the universe and say, well, you know what? I'm going to choose to love today or I'm going to choose to um, I'm going to choose to build today. And I was sick. I went to work yesterday and yesterday in my, my office because I don't know what the I really realized in my office that there are themes. What was the theme yesterday? Everybody was really tired. There was a lot of family stuff yesterday with the clients that I had yesterday, which I mean, makes sense. Holidays, you're going to see them. There was some clear cut decisions that needed to be made in terms of boundaries. There were some clear cut decisions that needed to be made in terms of what they were going to do for the happiness. But after I went to work, I was supposed to go out with friends and I literally didn't have the, the bandwidth. Like I was driving home and I was like praying that God would get me home because my whole body was just like exhausted. And so today I felt a lot better, but I rest all day today. But I had tickets to go see Ta-Nehisi Coates and Chris Hayes record the live podcast, which is Chris Hayes' podcast. Why is this happening? And I, we didn't record. Everybody was pretty good about not recording for it. But one of the things that ta said when he discussed why he was no longer on Twitter was he said two things that like really stuck with me. Number one, he says, if I don't exert control over what comes in, I won't be able to exert control over what comes out. He found it necessary to limit the amount of BS that he was going to consume. 
so that he would be able to create the art that he needed to create unencumbered by these other things. And the question that he asked that is so profound for me and that I'm going to ask you guys and, and I'm going to leave you with this thought is how should I spend my time? Like he, he, he really thought about it. Like, should I be spending my time arguing with people I don't know on Twitter? Like, is that the best use of my gifts? And so as you go through the holiday season and you're going to see people that you really don't care for, and you're going to see people that are going to challenge you and that are going to try to, to break you down and put you in a little box so that they can stick you under their Christmas tree and allow you to be in a place that makes you uncomfortable, but makes them comfortable with you being uncomfortable. I want you guys to start to think about ways that you will be able to start to create and shape new traditions on your own and create a family of your own making. And one that is able to allow you to be your best self because we just get these people we're born into these families but but a lot of the times that relationship doesn't cultivate what we need in us to allow us to grow and so if you are in a stagnant relationship with somebody in your family my book should help you decide whether or not you're going to fix that and what to do to make things better. But, you know, the course actually helps with that. But find yourself a therapist. Find you somebody to work through and process those emotions and make this your last miserable holiday season. Make a decision today to do something differently. And as you're passing the peas around or peas, who the hell eats peas on? I don't know. Oh, okay. So I'm like, why would I say peas? It's like pass the peas. It's a, it's a, it's a song. I don't know where that came from. Cause I'm like, nobody serves peas. No black person serves peas on Thanksgiving. But anyway, as you're passing the collard greens around um, the dinner table and you're around friends and family that you may or may not really get along with, but you're just tolerating because of the situation. Ask yourself, is there a better use of my time? And is this what I need to be doing right now? And does this allow me the space to, to be who I really truly am? And that feeds my spirit. So with that said, I'm going to go. But the course is up. The book is up. Everything's up. You know, I would love to for you guys to take our course. The course is now, I marked it down $100 for Tiffany's group. So if you want to get in on that coupon code, y'all better hurry up because it's going to be that just until Black Friday. All right. All right. Um, yeah, that's it. And if you want to read about the course, the sales page or whatever, go to Nikita, N-I-K-I-T-A, banks.com. All right, later. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Make it make it happy for you. Even if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving because ugh, yuck, the history of it. Celebrate 
Celebrate that you are thankful for what God has given you and what he's brought you through and for the trials and tribulations and for your, your pain and for your purpose and for your story and for your survival skills and for love and for life and for your blessings and your health and for whatever increases your happiness. Be thankful for those things, even if you don't celebrate like American Thanksgiving. Okay. All right. I'm going to get into this last year's reboot. So we're in the final stretch of the year. Um, you guys have made it to November. And I think I know what's for me, what's really on my mind right now is the upcoming holidays and how I will celebrate. But to be honest with you, I'm feeling a little anxious about the holidays. And I feel like this is a normal feeling for a lot of my clients and a lot of uh, the patients that I see. And um, actually, I was speaking to a colleague of mine the other day and she was saying to me um, we were discussing kind of like slowdowns for the holidays because I feel like sometimes in my business they're like ebbs and flows and I know like usually when I'll have a lot of clients and I was like the holidays sometimes for me I get a lot of cancellations um or in the other places that I've worked and she was like really the holidays are super busy for me because a lot of people either struggle with dealing with their families for the holidays or wish that they had family that they were dealing with for the holidays or they had significant anniversaries like um, anniversaries of deaths or those sorts of things for the holidays. And they're really, truly mentally impacted, emotionally impacted with the upcoming holidays. So it got me to thinking kind of about myself. And so I feel like I tell a lot of my business on this show, but it's probably because I do tell my business <laughs> on this show. But it's hard to talk about client work. It's hard to talk about, you know, things that I'm not supposed to talk about. Like I, I have a, a Hippocratic oath that I've taken and so I have to kind of um, be careful about what I share when it comes to clients and so I end up talking about me when, especially when it's only me and so the holidays are coming and for me Thanksgiving is a great time to honor traditions I like to cook um, and I pretty much stick to my family's menu um, whether I'm with them or not so that at least I'm eating foods that reminds me of like when I grew up and um, I'm doing the whole rigmarole around cooking and shopping and it's it's really like a whole two months worth of like preparing for the holidays and Christmas time I like to spend time with my family um meeting my mother my sisters my sister's children my son but um for Thanksgiving I like to just kind of spend time with my nuclear family which is my my son or partner or whatever and this year without my father it's just I think I might have feelings when the holiday comes. I'm not really sure if I will, but it's something that I'm thinking about. So, uh, you know, I decided that I was going to do a show on this today because I felt like other people might need a word of encouragement on how to deal with the holidays. And so um, with the Christmas season coming, because as I stated, I don't really have to deal with my family that much um, for Thanksgiving. But with Christmas coming, I, like there's going to be travel and I'm going to go um, to see some of my extended family. That's my my plan and so I have some anxiety surrounding some of those relationships 
And I think people think, oh, you're a therapist. You know, your life must be okay. Like, I utilize the theories and the things that I've learned to inform decisions that I make in my life and to inform how I deal with people in my life and also how I manage certain expectations of people in my life. But like, I'm really not the family therapist and I really can't tell everybody in my family, oh, that's messed up. You should go to therapy because after a while, no one's going to listen to you. And I'm not like now that I'm a professional, I try not to give a lot of unsolicited advice especially because I get paid to give advice now and I get paid to kind of do these things. I try not to do that um, as much in, in my word. You know, my God voice in me sometimes just tells me to shut up and let them learn it on their own. And so I'm trying to implore that or employ that with some of my family members. So there's going to be some anxiety surrounding dealing with certain issues and certain people as the holidays arrive. And I'm sure that this is the same for or universal with a lot of people who are listening. And so I wanted to talk about what you do or how you prepare for going home for the holidays and dealing with the thoughts feelings and emotions that comes from this time of the year. So the first thing I want to talk about is dealing with a family member who has wronged you or dealing with a family member that you have significant issues and problems with because it's really hard to kind of pass the peas when you know there's an elephant in the room but I think it's important for us to start to acknowledge a person for who they are and acknowledge people's limitations and so one of my favorite things to say about people when I know that what they do and how they present and how they show up in my life is not in alignment with what I want or hope that they will do um, is to recognize them for their own people, for, for, for being who exactly that they are and for respecting their limitations. So I'm not sure if I discussed it before, but, you know, I guess I can t- discuss it now. I, I try not to go around my family like diagnosing people, but to be honest with you, I have the knowledge and sometimes it just informs how I have to approach some of my family members. So I know my father has, um, because he had military service, like he had gone to see therapists in the past. I'm not sure what they diagnosed him with, but I I think I, I remember recognizing that my father had a personality disorder. And so over the years, I had always wanted him to be somebody else. I had always wanted him to be responsible or to be empathetic or to like be show up when he said he was going to show up and do what I wanted him to do as opposed to what he wanted to do. And because of the, because I have the understanding of the diagnosis, I understand that he did what he knew how to do. And it was unfair of me to want him to be somebody other than he knew how to be. And so what I started to do was deal with him on his level and expect him to do what he was capable of doing. If this makes any sense to you, like it didn't, I couldn't expect that my father would do something other than anything that he had shown me he was capable of doing throughout the years. And so, yeah, there were times that he would like surprise me and like do something out of character. Those were really good days if they were, they were positive, <laughs> if they were positive things. But it was unfair of me to expect him to do what I wanted him to do only because I wanted him to do it. And I knew he wasn't capable 
of doing it. I kind of was just like setting myself up for disappointment. And so one of the things that I will say in going into difficult relationships with friends, family, and whoever is learning to manage your expectations and learning to deal with the person on the level of their performance. And so it's a quote that I heard from Oprah, but Oprah said, Maya said it, Maya Angelou, is when a person shows you who they are, believe them. But if you have a long-term relationship with a person, and especially if it's family, you sometimes have needs tied into what you want them to do. Like, I needed my father to love me. I needed him to be there for me when I called him. I needed him to... um show up for me what I needed him to do and I'm just like throwing those things out but what what I needed him to do didn't mean that he could actually do those things and so in going into the holiday I want you to start thinking about how you have seen people in your life show up in a way that didn't necessarily cater to your needs but see them with fresh eyes and see them for who they are and what they bring to the table and manage your expectations when you deal with them. Um, I hope this this lands um, for those of you who actually need to hear what I'm saying right now, because I feel like this is a universal thing that happens in all relationships. And it doesn't really have to do with holidays. But as I stated, because there are these gatherings that are coming up, there are going to be some difficult times that you are going to have with people in your life. And you might want to start reevaluating from now what that source of the hurt and pain is. Is it really something that they've truly done to you? Or is it something that you hoped that they would do and they weren't able to to meet your expectation? And if it was the latter, is it something that you expected them to do that was out of the realm of their capability? And so I'll just I'll, I'll continue to use my dad. For example, my father was a decent dad with me, but he was a not so good father with some of my, my other siblings. And so for some of them, they may look at it and say, oh, well, you know what? He was capable of doing X, Y, Z because he did it for her. But the history shows that if he hadn't done it for you, it's possible that he didn't know how to do it for you with you. Um, relationships are reciprocal. And sometimes we have to do what we need to do to be able to get our needs met. So even with children, there's, there's one child who may have a temper or who may have a um, a, a certain skill set where they're able to get certain things from their parents than other children. And I just recently had a conversation with my cousin. We started to discuss family and the relationship that he has with his mom. And from what I deduced about their relationship, I think that the requirements and, and the nurturing and the understanding that he had with her, he was able to pull out certain things from her in her parenting to get some of the things that he needed. It wasn't an easy road. It wasn't always perfect, but it was different. And you can be a child growing up in a household with two parents and three siblings, and each one of you have different experiences because of the roles that you play in your family. And so I also want to talk about that too, right? So each of us are assigned a role in our families, or we 
have roles in our families. And some of these roles are roles that we are assigned, right? Like I'm, you know, kind of the oldest child of my father's children and I'm the middle child of my mother's kids. So I'm like very middle childish <laughs> with my mom. Um, I'm boisterous. I'm outgoing. I'm like, I got to always be seen. Hello podcast. And so with my mom's kids, my role is different because my oldest sister had a lot of different requirements that were placed on her. And my younger brother has much different requirements that's placed on him. And so in my dad's side of the family I also have a different role and so some of these roles are assigned to us from young but we don't have to agree to these roles we don't have to continue to live in a place where we are taking on the roles that are assigned to us we can change the narrative of who we are and how we are seen in the family and it's it takes time but we can define ourselves in these relationships and so I'm in the process of thinking about how I actually want to continue on with the people in my family with both sides of my family my role as a mother has also changed as my son has gotten older and the requirements of that role is something that I'm modifying <laughs> currently. I'm laughing. It's not funny, but you know, you think of your kid as your baby and all of a sudden he has like a wife and he has like kids. I mean, he's not that old, but you know, th things change. And so being able to, to be fluid with change is something that you guys want to think about too. And as the holiday season approaches, forgiveness. Um, in that conversation that I had with my cousin yesterday, I also thought about my grandmother's sister. My grandmother died when I was really young, but her sister was kind of like my Grammy. And so I don't have a lot of real memories about her, but there was like a family feud that happened and... Uh, I felt the need to take sides. In the conversation that I had with him yesterday, it kind of helped me rethink, like, well, I've kind of been mad at her all these years for something that she and I really didn't have any interactions with. I should probably let that go. And so I, I actually said a prayer. I mean, she passed away, but I actually said a prayer because I've said some really mean things about her to other family members over the years. It's not funny, but it really started me to think about taking more of an active role in why I have the negative feelings that I have about certain family members and if possible that I can look at them through a lens of empathy because usually hurt people hurt people and so if there's somebody in your life or somebody in your circle or somebody in your family who has done something that has negatively impacted you or in some way emotionally hurt you hurt your feelings or broke your heart please 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 before the holidays come think about how a hurt that they may have gone through could have contributed to them doing what it is that they did to you and if you can without discussion let it go just just release it to the 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 sky set some boundaries may have a little you know come to jesus meeting with with yourself and think about how it is and um what is required of you 
for you guys to move forward in the relationship. Make sure if you're making boundaries, your boundaries have consequences. And if they cross the line of those boundaries, you decide and enforce how you will no longer tolerate certain behaviors in your lives. Now, I'm not saying forgive somebody that did something to you that, you know, was extreme. And I don't even want to like put a name to it or a thought to it because you can forgive anybody for anything if that's in your heart and on your mind to do. However, there are some things that I think are unforgivable that I will keep to myself. And so, and so whatever your, whatever your bottom is or whatever your, um, your deal breaker is, it is what it is, but just make sure that you're able to kind of articulate those things to that person and let them know, listen, I can't mess with you because of X, Y, Z, but I'm happy you're here or I'm glad that you're okay. You don't got to do it over the the dinner table, but just kind of let them know, you know, where you stand. But if there is room in the situation for you to be introspective and for you to think about how you may have contributed to the situation, do that. If there's room for you to think about what that person might have possibly done or been going through or the hurt that may have impacted whatever decision it is that they made that impacted you in a negative way forgive them pray about it if you have to talk about it if you have to and let it go because sometimes we have to have the understanding to give somebody and forgive somebody for something that they never asked forgiveness for but that doesn't mean you have to be a doormat and that doesn't mean that you have to open yourself up and open your heart up and open your 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 mind up and open your home up for disappointment betrayal and hurt to come again again this is like a working list of some of the things that I'm personally going to be applying (laughs) to my upcoming family functions and how I deal with certain people Um, because I don't want to isolate myself from family I love the holidays and I actually love being around family and so um, there's no like list of things that you need to do or that you should do but these are things that I'm definitely going to be doing myself as the holidays approach if at all possible and a therapeutic intervention is something that you want to do between here and your um, upcoming holiday season, go on Psychology Today, go on Google, go on my website and find yourself a therapist if you have to work through um, these issues because you cannot outrun family. It is what it is. You are who you are. And there are some people that you're just going to have to be like, you know what? That's how so-and-so is. But in order to deal with them, you have to put yourself in the mental space, in an emotional space to deal with them in a way that doesn't exacerbate the situation. And so my goal, especially for 2017, but for 2018 and beyond, is to have the best relationships that I can with the people that I love, no matter how limited they are, no matter how they're wired, no matter what their personalities are or their personality issues are or whatever their issues are or whatever their stuff is if I love you I love you and there is no middle ground with me and so um it takes a while for me to open up my heart but family is something that I do hold sacred and so for the people that are listening who don't have family a family is who you choose sometimes sometimes we don't have the benefit of having great relationships with the family that we were born into but you can also try to focus on mastering the relationships that you have with the people you invite into your family circle and so for this 
Thanksgiving, I'm actually going to be spending time with one of my girlfriends that I've had for a number of years and her family. And I'm really looking forward to spending that time with them because I like watching their family dynamics and actually not <laughs> having to be involved in it. And oh, the, the things that I've suggested today are things that she and I have been talking about leading up to her family holiday, but also there are things that we've been discussing in terms of like me dealing with my family. And so I hope that this is helpful for those who are struggling with their relationships with their families. But if you are having those kinds of struggles, a professional can definitely help you sort some of those things out. And I'll tell you right now, as somebody who had the blessing of reconciling with my dad before he left this earth, thank God. And I'm in the process of healing some of my other relationships that are fractured in my life. And even if it's open a crack, even if it's just a slither of light coming through, if you have the proper tools and if the other person has the desire to have a relationship with you, little strides mean a lot. So if you have the desire to fix the broken relationships you have in your life, but not the tools, that is what the new book, Finding Happy, Seven Steps to Relationships That Will Not Steal Your Joy is for. And that is why I decided to do our relationship course to help you guys navigate your problematic relationships. This is unlike any other relationship book out there. It's probably unlike any other um, course that you have out there. It is POC friendly, designed for us by us and taking our cultural nuances into account. And so if you are looking to bring more love into your life with your families, your friends, and even in at work, in your work environment, a lot of us spend more time at work than we do in our homes, right? And so if you want to radiate light everywhere you go, then you might want to either buy the book, which is great by itself, or buy the course, okay? And I look, I look forward to supporting you in all of your mental health endeavors because you know, my goal here is always to promote things that promote health and happiness. And so if you want relationships based on those two principles, health and happiness, this book, this course is for you. To everyone else, thank you for listening. Be well. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Black Therapist Podcast. Once again, you can follow us on all our social media sites at Black Therapist Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter, as well as Black in Therapy on Facebook. Or you can follow your host, me, Miss M-S-N-I-K-I, thanks, on Instagram and Twitter, as well as you can find out any information about me at Nikita, N-I-K-I-T-A, banks.com and on the show's website blacktherapistpodcast.com and don't forget if you want to send us any general feedback show suggestions uh, show topics or guest ideas please feel free to drop us an email at blacktherapistpodcast at gmail.com thank you be well